You're listening to the Exhortation Network with Bethany Evans, founder of Adeline Hope Ministries and Nefesh Healing Center Online. Bethany's prophetic voice will challenge you to go deeper in your relationship with the Holy Spirit. She shares the heart of God through dreams, visions, and understanding the voice of the Lord. Let's listen as she shares with us. Hello, hello. It is a beautiful Friday evening, and I wanted to talk today about our relationship with Jesus being like a marriage. So when you got married or when you get married, your um, relationship with your spouse changes from a um, an engagement to a marriage where you say, I do. And you are saying when you get married that you will love that person in sickness and in health, in good times and bad times, for as long as you live. That's what you're saying when you get married. It is a covenant relationship. And so that's what I want to talk about when it comes to our relationship with Jesus. Because it's easy to say... Jesus, I'm sorry. Please forgive my sins. I won't do them anymore. Save me. And then know that you're going to go to heaven. Okay? That's one thing is salvation. But to live out this relationship with Jesus like you are married to him is another story. And so God was speaking to me about... What are you doing on the sidelines, on the sidelines of this marriage, of this covenant relationship? So when you get married, you are, you're supposed to honor your husband or your wife. You're supposed to honor them. You don't do things that would be, um, that would go behind their back and you don't want to do things that would hurt them. And you don't want to do things that you would need to hide from them. So that's the same kind of relationship that God wants us to have with him. So when we do something we know we're not supposed to do, our first reaction may be, let me hide it. Or let me just do it a little while and then I'll confess later or I'll tell him later. But what Jesus would want us to do is to come to him and say, I'm having this struggle and I need help with this. And so this is what God was um, leading me to is what is happening on the sidelines of your marriage or of your relationship with Jesus. And then Um, He was speaking to me about these sidelines and he called it a blindsided marriage, a blindsided marriage. So God lays out in his word the things that he wants us to do, his ways that he wants us to follow, um, his promises that he wants us to agree with, and his lifestyle that he would like for us to live. Now, 
obviously we're not going to do that 24-7. Everybody makes mistakes whether you're a Christian or not. But what I'm referring to is you have committed to this man, Jesus. You have committed your life to him. And you have said, I'm going to follow you, Jesus. I pick up my cross and I'm going to follow you. I'm saved and I'm on my way to heaven. But there are times where we go back on our word and where we don't hold up our end of the bargain. And so Jesus is saying, what is happening on those sidelines? Because he doesn't want us to have a blindsided marriage. So how would you feel if your spouse was doing things behind your back or doing things that he wouldn't like and then not saying anything about it and then just continuing your marriage that way? And so that's how Jesus wants and expects us to do this relationship with him is to be honest and to be truthful and to be obedient. So in a human relationship, you would call it, you would probably call it honor, you know, honor and trust. And in a godly relationship, I'm talking about between you and God, it would be an obedience relationship because God knows what you need. He knows what's going to work for you and what's not going to work for you. He doesn't lay out all of these rules so that he can be all high and and mighty and put you down low and say, this is what this is what I want you to do and you need to follow these rules if not you're a sinner. No, he is saying these are the guidelines that I have laid out for my relationship with you. This is how I want you to come to me. This is how I want you to speak to me. I want you to pray and bring me your petitions and your prayers. Trust me. Let me answer those things. Let me carry your burdens. And if we have a hard time doing that, then the communication between our relationship with Jesus is going to be disconnected because you're going to have a blind side and then you're going to have the side that's not blinded, which is the truth. So the truth is that Jesus loves us and he wants us to come to him with our problems and he wants us to have an open heart so that he can change us from the inside out. And the Bible says that the the heart is deceitful. In Jeremiah 17, 9, it says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it? And Matthew 15, verse 18 and 19 says, But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart, and they defile a man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. So these are things that God is serious about. 
He's serious about these things. These are not just little um, say that you are say that you are saved and say that you are a Christian and then move on your way. No, this is a serious relationship. When you said yes to Jesus, you said, Jesus, I give you my all. I give you my all. That means when I have a problem with my children, if I have a problem in my marriage, I am going to come to you, Jesus, and I'm going to say, here is my thing. Here is my thing. Here is my lack of trust that I'm having. I need you to change a situation. And then God will come in and help you with the situation. But if you don't bring him that thing, then how is he going to help you? That's just like your spouse when, let's say... Let's say my husband never took out the trash. And so I just went in the kitchen all the time and I took out the bag and and took it out to the trash. And in my mind, I'm saying, gosh, he never takes out the trash. I always have to do it for him. Why doesn't he just notice that when he walks by the bag that the trash needs to be taken out and then I wouldn't have to do it myself? Okay, so that is, that's an example of how we are with Jesus. He is saying, he's saying, I know you have all that trash. I know all the trash is there, but I want you to tell me that you want me to take out the trash. Do you want me to take out the trash? And the obvious answer is yes, but we have to admit and we have to confess And we have to say, Jesus, here is my baggage. Here is my trash. I need you to take it out for me so that I can see clearly again. It's really hard to see things clearly when they're so covered in trash. So if you... If you were to not take out that trash and you were just to keep piling it, piling it up and then maybe taking the bag out of the can and putting it on the floor in the same room and not taking it out to the can outside. If you just kept taking out that trash and putting it on the floor and then getting another bag and letting it fill up and then taking that bag out and putting it on the floor, then you just have all these bags on the floor in your house full of trash. And so that's what it's like when God spoke to me and said, a blindsided marriage, a blindsided marriage. And what do you have on the sidelines? So the sidelines are like this trash that just keeps piling up and piling up all over. And you don't actually take the trash out but it's just piling up until one day you're like, oh my gosh, I have to do something about this trash. It's really stinky in here. Um, Stuff is starting to grow on it. I need to get rid of this trash. Who can take this trash out for me? And that is what Jesus is saying when it comes to this blindsided relationship 
that can be developed with him sometimes when we don't ask him to take out the trash. Do you see? Do you see how how that can be so blinding? It's not at first because the first the first bag or two is just like eh, it's not too bad. You know, it's not taking up that much space. But once you get all those bags so full, you have to empty them somehow. You have to empty them somehow. And that's what God wants from us is to empty our bags, is to ask him to empty our bags so that he can take out the trash there's so much trash in there that we don't even we don't even realize what is growing inside of there. Think about that. You don't realize what is growing inside of there. Just a little bit of of trashy whatever that's just been eating inside and going every what way. God wants to take that out. He wants to take it out. But you got to say, God, there's something in there. And I don't know exactly what it is. Sometimes we don't know exactly what is in there. And we don't know how it got in there or why it got in there. Sometimes my kids will go to throw their plate away after dinner and they'll accidentally throw the fork away in the trash also and not ever realizing it. Well, I realized this after, <laughs> after we didn't have so many forks left and I'm like, where are all the forks going? So come to find out because I'd done it myself before is we are accidentally throwing the forks away because we don't see them under our food when we throw our food away off the plate. And so those are the kinds of things that Jesus is looking for. He's looking for the messy stuff, the trash and the garbage that is hiding in there that we don't even know or realize how they got in there or where they're coming from, or how to get them out. And so these things, this garbage, will come out of us in the forms of emotions, in the form of behaviors, and in the form of thoughts. So think about that. When you are having thoughts that you don't understand or you wish would go away, or if you're having emotions that you don't understand and you wish would go away. Or you're having behaviors that you just can't get rid of. A lot of times, I'm not saying every time, but I'm saying a lot of times, it's because there is a little something hidden inside of there that you didn't realize got deposited you didn't realize that it was hiding underneath other junk. And you thought that you threw it out when the trash man came. But the trash man actually skipped that day 
He skipped that week. He was on a holiday. So he didn't take that bag out. And so you missed it. And Jesus is saying he wants to take that trash out for you. He's saying, I'll come back. I'll come back and get the trash. I'll come back. Just put it out by the road. Just put it out by the road. And when I come by next time, I'll take it out for you. But I had to call him first. I had to call him first and say, I need this trash taken out. I got to have this taken out. And God, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter how deep and how wounded and how hurtful and how far it goes or has gone. God will take that thing and he will pull it out and not just take it out, but he'll smash it up and like a compactor in the, in the trash dump, he will smash it in there with all the rest of all the other junk and he'll get rid of it and he'll take it away from you and he'll take it off of your property So that's what it is like when you have a blindsided marriage, this relationship with Jesus, where part of you is in the marriage, but then a part of you is outside of it. And he wants you to be all in. God wants us to be all in. He's asking, do you really believe in me? Do you really believe in me? Because if you believed in me, you would know that what you are doing doesn't please me. What you're doing doesn't please me. And I don't say this to be critical or judgmental or, or anything. And I'm not speaking to people that, are, that know they're doing their best and all this. I'm saying for the ones that know They know, they know that God has spoken to them about certain things in their life that they haven't laid down and they haven't given up and they haven't said, Jesus, I need you to take this from me. But they're holding on to it because of shame or guilt and condemnation but they don't realize that those things are playing a role in how they think, in how their emotions are, and in their behaviors. But if you will let God have those parts of you without fear, without saying, well, If I get rid of that, then I'm not going to have anything or I won't be able to hold on to this thing and I'm just going to be empty. But that is a lie from the devil because when you ask God to take something in you that you know should not be there, then he's going to replace it. And that's what you have to trust is that God is going to replace what the enemy has stolen from you. The enemy has stolen from you 
And that's what you're doing when you're holding on to this trash inside of your house, aka your body. That is what is happening. You are saying, I need this trash. I need this icky stuff because if I let it go, then, then what am I going to have? What if the next trash day doesn't come? What if the next trash day doesn't come? Then what am I going to do? And it's like Jesus is saying, he's already paid the bill. He's already paid the bill for that month of taking the whole month of trash out. So why are you holding on to it? You are holding on to something that God has already paid for. So why do you keep it? Why do you keep it? So I feel like God is saying, again, this is not for everybody. Okay, this is not for everybody. I understand that. That's not what this word is about. But this word is for those that know that they know that they're holding on to things that are not good for them or they are doing things that are not pleasing to God or they are saying things in a way or behaving in a way that isn't that is not right and you know that you know and so Jesus is asking why are you living a blindsided marriage with me? He says, why live blindsided when I've already paid the price for you? I've already paid it. I want to come and take the trash out, but you've got it inside your house. You won't even bring it to the edge of the road. And that's what Jesus is saying. He's saying, bring me the bags. Bring me the bags. I want to take them out for you. Jesus is like a servant for us. He's like a servant. When we say we need him to do something that he's already paid for, why would he not do that? Why would he not do it for us? So I hope this encourages somebody. I know that it was probably a little hard to hear. Um, but I do feel like God is dealing with people a lot about lukewarmness. And, and living on the sidelines when you've got this other life on the other end. And God doesn't want us to live double-minded. He doesn't. Not because he's cracking down and laying down rules, but because he loves us. Because he loves us. Just like you want your spouse to love you. That's how Jesus wants us to love him. With our faithfulness with our obedience, and with our truth. And so, um, God gave me this phrase today about 
love. And um, I feel like, you know, the world is all about love being what's in your heart. And, you know, just all of this love being about yourself and another person. And so speaking of love, I was thinking about love. And aside from what the world says love is, I believe that love has three parts, okay? Love is a three-part thing. One is truth. The next is faithfulness. And the next is obedience. Truth, faithfulness, and obedience. And this is the phrase God gave me that I wrote down. And it says, Love is the reality of truth acted out in faithfulness and spoken in obedience. Love is the reality of truth acted out in faithfulness and spoken in obedience. So, when we love someone, this is truth. Love is truth, and it is acted on by faith. And when it comes to our relationship with God, love is spoken in the form of obedience. Love is spoken in the form of obedience. So I'm committed to my husband and I'll honor him by not doing things that he wouldn't want me to do or that he didn't agree with and he wants me to communicate. And so my love for my husband is spoken as honor and my love for Jesus is spoken in obedience. So I'm using my husband as an example of a human marriage, but when it comes to our relationship with God, I'm speaking of love as being obedience. Now listen, my marriage and my relationship with God didn't used to be this way at all. And that's why I'm sharing this message. I'm not sharing it from a place of I'm holier than thou or anything like that. I'm sharing it from a place of I've been there and it took me a whole lot of years to get through it. Years of heartache and pain and letting God undo everything that I had done. And I don't want it to have to take that long for you as it did for me just because nobody ever shared this kind of message. It's not a good place to be. So anyways, that is what I wanted to share today. I hope that it encourages somebody. Again, I know it may be a little hard to hear, but this is me. <laughs> this is what I do. I have kept some things to myself for so long, and I feel like God was saying, just be yourself. Just be yourself. Because I worried about, well, what will people think? And what, what if I'm judged? What if they say this? What if I'm being critical? And you know, if I live my whole life that way, then I will never be able to share anything. I won't be able to share 
anything that's on my heart and I won't be able to live out my calling and do what God wants me to do if I don't bring the truth, but then also have times where I bring understanding and where I bring love and where I bring encouragement. So this is one of those things that is a little bit of a hard truth. And that's okay. That's okay. It's okay with me. Now, a while back, that wouldn't have been okay with me. I wouldn't have been able to say it. But it's okay to share the truth sometimes. Because there are times for hard truths. And there are times for loving encouragement. And there are times for laughing and happiness. So um, I hope everybody has a good night. I love you all. And I will probably be sharing another dream that I had next. See you later. Thank you for joining the Exhortation Network with Bethany Evans. And with this simple click to subscribe, we'll invite you back to our next episode. In the meantime, remember, the Holy Spirit will guide you. So we'll see you next time.